What's up, party people? On this upcoming episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we're here to discuss what's going on in the world of the NBA. Lots of news, lots of people moving to different homes and in different uniforms. And also, of course, getting you prepared for your draft. Finishing off here with the NFC West and all the other news going on in the football world. Getting you prepared to ace your draft. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. 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 This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! And now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, exciting, informative, and always entertaining episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co-host, live and direct, with much respect. Alex Marchetti, what's up, BFAs? How's it going? Are you asking that like a question? How's no, 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 not the how's it going, like the BFAs? BFAs? How's it going? BFAs. You sound like you said buffets. BFA is about to have a buffet <laughs> in this fantasy. Once we give them that advice and just take it home. Okay. Take that money home to fair, the bank. Or fair, take, fair. Take, take the money straight to the bank. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. That, that, that's, you know, that's, that, that's what we're here for. For that fantasy goodness and all that stuff. Um... I'm still waking up a little bit, even though it is 11 o'clock over here on a Friday. SMH. I'm still waking up. Wake up. I'm tired. I am very excited to say. Wake up, Mr. Flex. Wake up, Mr. Flex. Flex. I guess. Yeah, I like that. Okay, good job, Alex. I like that one. That one was good. Um, but I am excited to say, after working more or less about like 10 days straight, uh, I'm going to have the weekend off. Ooh. Very excited about that. I'm off. Right, I am off tomorrow and Sunday, and I'm I gonna get, call you every second of it. <laughs> and I get to what? Go ahead, you go call me. But just if you, call, you if you call me during Spider Man, I will slit your throat in your sleep. I, I, oh my god! What, I will, uh, what time it starts? I'm not telling you. Just don't call me. There. You know what? Maybe yes, I'll tell you. Do not call me between the hours of six thirty and six thirty Monday morning. <laughs> From 6.30 Saturday night to 6.30 Monday morning. Just, just put your phone me. on silent mode. That's it. I'm a, well, yeah, I do that regardless when I'm, I'm, in, when I'm in the movies. I'm definitely uh, going to tell Andy. Andy, well, I'm sure you're listening, so you know when to call him. Apparently, Dr. Fernandez, who is the official doctor of the BFB, uh, put it out there on purpose and threw Andy under the bus and showed him that he did not listen to the show. Oh, and he was really? very proud of that, Dr. Fernandez, to throw Andy under the bus. Called me up. You see, Flex, you see, this is proof that Andy doesn't listen to the show. And he called up asking a question about something on the show. And then Andy was like, that really happened on the show? Hence, Ruben threw him under the bus. It was hilarious. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, all that being said, uh, once again, party people, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at BFB Podcast, uh, both with the same handle. 
Sígalo a nosotros en Twitter y Instagram, BFB Podcast. Thank you for that. I'm sorry. If this is in case your podcast comes in sap to uh, see what he says, you know. Cool. Yeah. Is sap still a thing? I believe. It, if you're watching one of the major networks, yeah. I know we live in day and age of uh, cutting the cord. So everything's, every, and everything's, everything's extreme, extreme too, yeah. So, you know, you have the option of like putting the subtitles. So, um, which made me, made me think, uh, you know how, uh, like, You watched the last season of Game of Thrones, right? Oh, yeah, I did. With, with your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Even though I'm not a Game of Thrones so, fan, but yeah, I watched it. So there were some mistakes in that uh, that like, show. Like, like the Starbucks cup? Starbucks cup and uh, the water bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, once, you know, those those mistakes were uh, pointed out by the, you know, the social media, Twitter world, and Instagrams, uh, they fixed it. They fixed it and took it out, yeah. Took it out. Which made me think that we're going to get, you know, since we're all mostly streaming and there's going to be a point where we all stream all type of media, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually. Eventually. Uh, so th there will be a point where no one has a hard copy of a of video, media, et cetera, right? Right, right. So... You know, this is me thinking, just tripping out. Like, like, like Dallas Cowboys with their last championship was on VHS, but the VHS tapes deteriorate after a certain amount of time, so nobody has a hard copy of that either. Yeah, gotcha. no, but but what what made me think? Just like, want to make maybe fun like a hundred years from now, right? Right. No, I get it. Like, people will watch media from like uh, watch you know clips from 2019, and meanwhile, it's you know 2119, and there might be a different perception perception with it mm -hmm. because. It might have been uh, modified, you know, or tampered with. You understand where I'm getting at? I'm getting more into, like, conspiracy stuff where, you know, uh, maybe the the Giants didn't win, right? They changed it, and it's someone else that won. Right, right. And how would they know? What would be the proof besides what they, what what, what uh, information they get through the Internet and the cloud, you know? So that, no, 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 no. That, that's 100% uh, something, you know, I guess, like, to... I don't want to say worry about, but it is an interesting thought to have, I guess, nonetheless. But what's funny is that, so now you're mentioning that. Did you hear about the movie 100 Years? No. It is called the movie 100 Years, and it is the film you will never see. That's the movie. It is with John Malkovich. It was uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. You know, I don't know if you know Robert Rodriguez, you know, with the Desperado movies and all this. Anyways. It's called 100 Years of the Film You Would Never See. It is made by John Malkovich. You know what's interesting about that movie? What is? Because we will never see it. The movie was made by John Malkovich, and we are never going to see it. So basically what he did is that he had a movie made in 2015, and it is going to be aired 100 years from now. That's crazy. But in order, we're talking about the tampering and all that stuff. He has it locked away. And it's like, uh, what's the, I think it's a, oh, Louis the 13. So Louis the 13 is like sponsoring the movie. They present the movie by, you know, 100 years with John Malkovich. Right. So they lock it away in a safe with a bottle of Louis the 13. And it's like locked away in this. It doesn't have a code. doesn't have a key. There's no way the safe could be opened. It's just on a timer. And it's just in a hundred years, it would just open for the time the movie got put in there. It would just open in a hundred years. And who has this safe? 
I guess the people at Louis the Thirteen or the movie people or whatever it is. But there's no way. But they they they're sure to say like there's no way to open the safe. There's so there's no tampering with that whatsoever. Okay. There's no messing around with it. So I guess there's always also like the off chance that something gets damage to it being locked away for 100 years maybe whatever like they were off in their calculations that this file will still be safely stored on this hard drive you know 100 years from now but the movie was made to what they think it would be like 100 years from now so it's 2015 when it was made so this movie will come out in 2115 and it's like the assumption of what our future will be like so it's supposed to be like present time you get it yeah. so it's like if somebody in you know in like uh, 19, 1950 made a movie where it was going to be like in 2000, right? And actually what they thought, which has happened, of course, in the past, you know, they probably thought flying cars, this and that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that I always thought that was pretty cool. So that's why it's called The Movie You Will Never See 100 Years with actor, with actor John Malkovich. And it's literally just, you know, 100 years from now, it's going to open up and that's when they'll air it out. So, like, our great-grandchildren will see this. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to be seeing this. No, you cannot. No. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, yeah, I plan to I plan to still be a gangster by the time I'm 120 and all this and that, but I doubt I'm going to be around like 130 to 31 to watch this movie. Well, you never know. Maybe uh, we uh, like there's there's you know medicine science that makes us younger. Who knows? <laughs> it's November of 2115. If I'm 133 and whatever, and I see John Malkovich as old as he is, and I remember being now and him being old now, I'm gonna freak out like you know what i mean like this is like a brand new movie is coming out and john malkovich still doing this like he hasn't aged a bit <laughs> like i'll be which, held which movie do you like him in john malkovich rounders rounders duh that's one of my i mean he has like he has, a, he has a lot of great movies and he's done like a lot of like voice actor john malkovich has done so many great movies but one that really stands out is rounders some people don't like his accent in rounders Chick, 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 he threatened me. This son of a bitch is. <laughs> Come on, that was hilarious. Yeah. Nah, he was good. He was like, he's like, I, he's like, oh, he's like, I will splash the pot wherever the hell I want in my club. <laughs> it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. Do you want the cookie? <laughs> do you want the cookie? He's like, no, 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 no. Don't do this. It's want to be good for you. He's <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, there's so many, there's so many great, um, great lines from that movie. It's a good movie. Um, anyhow, all right, let's get into it. So, uh, let's start it off real big with the obvious news that's going over in the world of the NBA. Of course, of course, the Clippers win the offseason, without a doubt, hands down. Correct. Clippers won the, the yeah. They won the offseason. Clip, Clippers won the offseason without a doubt. They got the, the you know, which they got the grand prize. And look, I, I've been saying, no one's going to believe me if I say this, but it's true. I've been saying for, for, for a decent amount of time, I've been saying that Kawhi Leonard was arguably the best player in the NBA. And this is when he was still on the Spurs. I was still saying that. And I was saying that for the reason of the fact, because there's not one single thing that Kawhi Leonard does badly not one you know what i mean like you know on all sides of the ball on all on all sides of the court there's not one thing that he does bad he does good in every single category you could think of and i always arguably thought he was like the best player in the nba um you know of course it was you know with arguments with lebron james and steph curry a little bit of time and you know kevin durant but 
the Clippers not only get him, the Clippers get Paul George to add to them as well. And then Kawhi Leonard obviously looks like one of those guys that he could just carry a team on his own. You know, like the Toronto Raptors were always doing so good. And even though they had, you know, DeMar DeRozan, who's a great basketball player as well, but still, they get they get Kawhi Leonard, they win their first championship ever. They, they won it, and he had one of the most, like, impeccable playoff runs in history. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the roster he had, really, like, he is not a, a big three in that roster, or even a no, big two. No, you know? yeah, no. He did it with a whole bunch of role players. We, we good role players. Good role players, or players that were good or great at one point of their career, but they're already on the the you know descending side. No, of, yeah, like of, I, I've, I've of, said of the, you know their uh, talents. Like I've always career. said for a long, like for a while, like one of my favorite basketball teams of all time in, in the history of the NBA is um the the Pistons team. When they had Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, you know what I mean? Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. Because they didn't, they didn't have like a dynasty, but they were like dominating the NBA at one point. You know, Defensively, like a, they, were, they were a great team. Overall, they were a great team. They won a championship. And you know what it is? Because this is the thing. Like, and at one point, you know, they were just like just such beasts in the NBA. They were killing it. None of those guys alone, in a sense, I mean, maybe Ben Wallace, if you think about it, with all defensive players of the years, awards that he won. But and he's six foot nine doing this. But none of those guys were really all stars on their own, like like on the best of their positions. You know what I mean? Like at the time, Ben Wallace wasn't the best center of the NBA. You know what I mean? Like um, Chauncey Billup wasn't the best point guard. Tayshawn Prince wasn't the best small forward. Rashad Rashid Wallace wasn't the best power forward, and Rip Hamilton wasn't the best shooting guard. None of them were the best players at their position, and they were just dominating because they played so well together. Now, granted, now Kawhi Leonard. The best shooting guard in the NBA, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Best shooting Hands guard, on. the best two way player in the NBA. Yeah, yes. best shooting guard in the NBA. We could say I think I think that's pretty safe to say. You could argue that if he's better than LeBron or KD, that's the argument you can make. I get it, you know. But, but best but, shooting guard in the NBA. Yeah, like the only one that comes close is Clay Thompson. Mm. Or uh, who, who else? I looked that up. I don't know because Clay, Clay. Clay Clay, to me, if you put him without Steph, I don't think he's anything all that great. He's very good, but he plays very good with the team he's on. Same thing with Draymond Obviously, Green. but I'm saying uh, Kawhi is the best player, hands down. Right. And what I love about his game, especially in this day and age where everything is about the three, mm-hmm. he he kills you just, you know, Oh, you know, James Harden. Stuff. James Harden. Oh, James. Yeah, See, that's what I'm saying. I know we're forgetting other people. Yeah, James Harden, for sure. I know we're forgetting other people. Anyway, but I still think that, that uh, Kawhi Leonard is the best. Anyways, we're moving on, but the fact is that um, even though you had an elite player like Kawhi Leonard, the Pistons teams didn't really have any elite players at that time, but still, like you said, it's true. He had all role players around him, but they all meshed and played well together. So they won their championship. But it's it's pretty remarkable the first year. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mark DeRose is at home like, damn. And (laughs) and if anything, you could say that Toronto Raptors have been underachieving for quite some time. You know, they've been competing, right? But they've been underachieving. Either they get look the year before they got swept. Yeah, they got swept by the Cavs. You know, so, absolutely. So now they come this year with Kawhi and dominated. Like the 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 pinnacle series, right? Was uh when the the game with the Sixers, the series with the Sixers, mm-hmm. where Kawhi Leonard hit that shot, mm-hmm. that game winning shot. That was like the most competitive series they had. That rolled around. Yeah, because it could have been easily the Sixers in the finals. But, you know, all in all, adding a piece like Kawhi, you know, you know, trading, trading DeMar, 
uh, DeMar DeRozan, right, mm-hmm. for him, which was very uh, hot debate. People were really, uh, you know, uh, there were some were really pissed, you know, because no, no, right, right, no, we get it, we get, it. but but they won the chip though, and and, and but, all in all, they won the chip, you know, right, but you know, the top of the discussion not so much about the the fact that what Toronto did, it's the Clippers, the Clippers, look, the Clippers record last season, forty eight and thirty four, mm-hmm. they added Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And a Paul George. And who they really lose. The only person they really lost was Shy. Shy Gilgis Alexander. That's and it. Danilo Gallinari. So what? But to me, is a tremendous upgrade. You're oh, telling me, yeah. How, like the win replacement, uh, just replacing those two players with uh, with Kawhi and Paul George, you're adding at least eight games. No, no, no. If I was, now, if I was a Clippers uh, fan, right? No, sorry, go on. No, you're at, least, you're at least adding eight games, you know, conservatively. You could probably say 12 games. Those two players will add to that that team, which will put them at a sixty-one team. So, know? if I was a Clippers fan, the only thing I'd be like, "Aw," and I wouldn't. I'd be I'm ecstatic getting Kawhi Leonard and adding Paul George to it. I'd be ecstatic, one hundred percent ecstatic. But the only thing I would be kind of like, "Aw," like you know, like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit sad, not upset, but sad about is giving up shy because he had a very good rookie season last year. I had him on my NBA fantasy league. So I obviously, you know, see what his stats and he was doing. So he was doing very well last year. So to see what a rookie, you know, like you probably say, okay, now we have the point guard to build for our future. Right. Doesn't matter. You got Kawhi Leonard and Paul Joy. That's that's the only part that makes me a little sad. Okay. So we gave up this, this very good rookie who had a very good rookie season and could grow to be our uh, future point guard for years to come. Right. That's the only thing that's a little sad to see go. That's it though. You know what I mean? Like you still, what, what was great was that you kept two pinnacle cornerstones and Lou Williams and Montrell's Harold. Patrick Beverly, not a cornerstone. Well, that's no, not a cornerstone. He, 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 he's good. He's, he's good, a serviceable. Man. Tenacious, but but shy would have took shy would have took that from him. Shy was better than him. Yeah, but, yeah, but the supporting cast, all in all, is good. Sh- and they added two two more additions: a Ronnie McGruder, yes, yeah, whatever. And he had like a little small. I, I love I love Maurice Harkless. Who played for for Trailblazers? Yeah, he's all right. He's a good role player coming off the bench. The most important things to me was keeping Lou Williams and Montrell's Harold. Harold was a big pinnacle piece to keep, and because he was a beast last year, he was a beast, and it was a big part to keep him. So now, with you know th- that to me could be a big three with Harold, George, and Leonard. That's a crazy big three. Yeah, and they 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 are you know so. It's like you said, you know, they gave the Sixers a run for their not Sixers, uh, the the Warriors a run for their money in the in the playoffs, and they did it without you know the greatness of having without the names of having a great All Star, you know, Lou Williams being Six Man of the Year for the third time. It's great and all, but still, you know what I mean? Like they hundred percent won the All Season without a doubt. Without a doubt, they won the All Season. Uh, Chris, uh, wait, wait, what do you think this is for them fantasy wise? Paul George, I don't think it does much of a big difference. I think, you know, he's not going to go that high anyways. You know, he's, he's probably going to be like, well, like a third, fourth rounder, maybe who Paul George. Well, yeah, he has his, uh, shoulders that he's recovering from because he had surgery with it. So you got to see where he's at by, you know, he's still going to perform. He's Paul George. He's still going to perform, but you know, he's not going to be, uh, he he gives you all categories, you know, steals, especially, you know, points he's going to have, you know, he had a great season, you know, provided with Russell Westbrook who dominates the ball, dominates the ball a lot. Right. Right. You know, here, uh, you know, uh, he's going to have the chances, you know, 
and um, he 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 could give you good performance. Like as far as where he's gonna go, it, I you know I, I'm I'm assuming he's going in the third or second. Nah, I would say like third, fourth. We'll so see though. Depending uh, on his health, Kawhi yeah. doesn't matter. Still the first rounder. First round. Still yeah. first rounder. Kawhi. He's still taking first. The round. only thing about Kawhi is, uh, you know, that he does. They do give him games off. Yeah, and and that was a problem with the uh, the Raptors. It, it, that was a problem in in fantasy perspective of right. having uh, being the owner of Kawhi Leonard. It's just you know the games off that he takes. He he took a lot of games off, and that could kind of affect your team at the end. Uh, but you know he's still uh, you know you're talking about the best player in the league. So I don't I don't consider him one of the top picks, right? Just because of that reason. Mm-hmm. But you know. Regardless, if you pick him, he's going to perform when he plays. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, this is still going to get still going to go first round. Doesn't really matter. But um, one thing I was just thinking about besides all this, besides fantasy wise, what the Knicks need to get is Jerry West. Uh, <laughs> that's, Knicks, that's what we need to get. The Knicks need Jerry West. He's made wake a up, lot. Mr. West. Make yeah, bring Mr. West. Uh, that's what we time, need to do. time and time again. He does great moves, great transactions. Uh, he, you know, if people forget, he's the one that traded for Kobe Bryant and traded away Vladi Divac. Divac, Divac is it Divac? Yeah, Vladi Divac. Vladi Divac. Yeah. All right. And uh, when the, to the horn when the Hornets drafted Kobe, he, and when he was uh, with the Warriors, he also stopped the trade for Kevin Love. To for and trading away Clay Thompson, people forgot. People forgot that, but that was a big uh, trade rumor that was going on. He's such a smart guy. Smart. That's why he's the smart. NBA logo. Yeah, that's why and he, he got Zubac now. Remember, he got it, it, last year they traded for Zubac with with the Lakers, and I think he's gonna be pretty good uh, center. Ivica Zubac. Yeah, Ivica Zubac. Uh, uh, Chris Paul moving to OKC. Poor guy. That guy's never going to win a championship. I feel bad for I th- that guy. I think he's going to get traded again to the Heat. So? He's he's going to get traded. But Still not going to win a championship. Yeah, yeah, but at least he gets If he goes up, to the Lakers, maybe. The only way he goes to the Lakers is if uh, he gets bought out. And he's definitely going to get bought out with that big contract he has. Unless you're the Knicks. If he was a... If he was a player with the Knicks, the Knicks would probably just buy him out. I don't think now. I think they're not wasting too much opportunities. I think they're all doing okay. I don't think now the Knicks would buy no, him like out. That's, that's what they did with Joaquin Noah. Joaquin. Joking. <laughs> uh, but poor, poor, poor Chris Paul. Like, he deserves a championship, that guy, for a long time. Even to this day, still, he's arguably the best point guard in NBA. Arguably, I don't think he is, but for a long time, at one point, he was definitely the best point guard in the NBA. He's such a beast, such a stud, and I really, really feel bad that this guy's not going to win a championship. You know who I feel bad for? Who? The Rock. Why? The basketball for the Houston Rockets. Why? Because it's going to be a battle. Like he, the the, oh. the poor ball is going to get tortured, and because it's going to get abused by Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They're both going to be fighting for it. So you said this is you think this is a bad move for the Rockets? You know, it's it's, it's going to it's going to be a love triangle with that ball. You're talking about the the two players with the highest uh well possession rate, you know, usage rate, right? You know that they they need the ball. One is a high efficient player, and the other one is a very uh, inefficient player. Inefficient player is Russell Westbrook, and the efficient player is James Harden. But you're talking about two players that always needs the ball. That was a problem that Chris Paul had with James Harden. 
that's why James Harden got, I mean, Chris Paul got traded. Right. You know, it's just James Harden demanded the rock. And Chris Paul, whenever he was on the floor, he couldn't he couldn't uh, showcase his uh, uh, floor leadership, you know, his general, his, you know, being the floor general. Generalness. His generalist, whatever. Uh, so that, that's that been a big problem. And, you know, Mike D'Antoni just let James Harden rock because James Harden, you know, he was a runner-up for MVP. He could have easily won the MVP. Um, so it, it, that was a big problem, very problematic. And they just saw that they needed to trade Chris Paul. But I don't think they fixed the problem. I don't know Westbrook. So maybe they felt like they maybe they felt because they got like instead of having a floor general type like pure point guard, which Chris Paul is. Chris Paul is like a pure and point a better guard, shooter and a better shooter. They probably felt like with D'Antoni being so. First of all, I don't believe in D'Antoni. I don't care he's won Coach of the Year before with the with the Suns. I never believed in D'Antoni. I never liked D'Antoni. I don't believe in the seven seconds or less uh, type of offense. And there's nothing that he's really done that could make me think otherwise that that's the type of offense that works. You know, this, I mean, it's, I really don't believe in it, but, um, maybe they felt like with D'Antoni, you know, is SOL type of uh, coaching that they added in another person that could just score within seven seconds or less. Yeah. The transition play is going to be, I think they're going to be one of the top teams in transition because you're talking about Westbrook. As soon as he gets that ball, he's running across the court. Right. And he's just going straight to the hoop, right? You know, he's that's that type of player that you add into into that team, and uh, a different uh, element. You know, Chris Paul wasn't that type of player that he just runs. No, they got you know? you know with Tim, Eric Gordon. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's, they have some 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 decently strong enough uh, scorers. You know, Joe Green. You know, all, all in all, the, these two players know each other. They played back back when. You know when when, when uh, James Harden was with the right. Oklahoma when he was, City when he was Thunders, the bench. you know. So uh, I'm sure uh, uh, what D- David Morey, uh, you know, asked uh, James Harden what he thought about ha- getting uh, Russell Westbrook in, and, and he probably is the one that that was you know pushing for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you know, all in all, they're gonna figure it out. Th- these guys are two great basketball players, and I'm sure they're gonna figure it out. But is that gonna result into winning a championship? I don't think so, though. What does this do fantasy wise for James Harden, who was last year? I mean, still a first round, I'm sure, but it, last year he was kind of like between him and uh, the Greek freak as number one overall. Do you think James Harden still is about number one overall? I think he drops a couple notches. I think, I think who drops is not going to be James Harden. He might drop maybe two, two selections, you know, but I think Russell Westbrook is the one that's going to drop. Yeah. Well, because you know, James Harden's right now is like, I'm better than you, Westbrook, now. Yeah, you know and I mean? it's James Harden's team. So uh, the one that has to take a step back, it has to be Russell Westbrook. The one that has to be humble, right, by the situation is Russell Westbrook. He didn't get to get it done. He he he, he didn't get it done with the Thunders, you know? On his own, no. You know, he they brought in Paul George, you know, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. It didn't work out, you know. He tried. So now he has to humble himself and then try to play a role in, and fit in with the Houston Rockets. So the one that I think drops is going to be Westbrook. Not James Harden, but Westbrook. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Paul, Chris Paul, though. Poor Chris Paul. I really feel bad. He's going to the Heat. Los Heat. Still not going to do anything. Still not going to do anything there. Uh, Well, at least he's going to be paired up with... uh, This is his fifth team now? 
It's we, 15. It was the Hornets, the Clippers. He did play in Oklahoma City. You know that, right? Who? Uh, Chris Paul. When? When Hurricane Sandy. Uh, not Hurricane Sandy. Hurricane <sighs> Katrina. Uh, you know, New Orleans didn't have a, a, a court, home field, so they had to uh, play in Oklahoma City. Oh, but still playing. He was still playing for the Hornets, though. Yeah, he was still playing. But, you know, technically he was playing for the <laughs> Hornets, but... Their home court was in Oklahoma well, City. On the roster, he's been on five different rosters. He was on the Hornets. He was um, the Clippers. Clippers, Lakers, but, but then no, Clippers. no, that got stopped. That got stopped. <laughs> Clippers, uh, Rockets. So now the Thunder. That's his fourteen. Fourteen. And if he goes he's, to he, he'd be he's, he's gonna be in the fifteen soon. The, the, the Thunders are not gonna be playing for anything. No, they're just gonna be dumping. No, but the, near the Heat, they're not gonna be playing for anything either. What? They got this guy. Uh, so what? Stop. They got Jimmy Butler. Stop. It's not going to go. He's Jimmy Butler's a very good player. He's not a guy. He's not a Kawhi Leonard to bring your, your team they anywhere. They gave him a big contract. They didn't give him for no reason. They're, Heat are not the Knicks. They still, you know who, who's their uh, president, right? Uh, uh, Pat Riley. Okay. All right. It's not one of the Knicks guys. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Listen, they're listen, finish, listen. Finish listen. What are the Knicks so far? The Knicks have so far have not been doing bad. So I'm not like. Uh, uh, it's a new oh, regime. Oh, right, it's a new regime. Right. Except for James Dolan, it's a new regime. The Knicks, uh, you know, they didn't, uh, Kawhi Leonard, they were supposed to sit down with Kawhi Leonard and have a meeting, and, mm-hmm. and they retracted that meeting mm-hmm. to move on because they felt like they didn't have a shot. So then, yeah, so move on. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but you, you wouldn't at least give it a shot? What of shot? Obtaining they, uh, Kawhi Leonard? I think they're being realistic. I think, I, you know what it is? That's what I'm saying. I'm not mad at that because you want to know why? I get it what you're saying. At least give it a shot. At least give it a chance. Oh, you the know, best player in the world? You know what it is? To you. Yeah, I think he's the best player in the world. Right. But you know what it is? I just feel like they're like, look, he's not coming. Let's just be real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what it is? I'm not mad about that because maybe because like I said, if James Dolan is allowing this, you know, these presidents of these regimes to do what they want a little more, trying to say a little more hands offish, or they probably know because of James Dolan, they're not going to want to come. They're probably realistic. Listen, you know, you're not going to want to come, so we're not going to go over there and kiss your ass because we know you're not going to want to be here. We get it. It's fine. Okay. You know, I'm okay with that. All right, move on. It's like kissing ass for a Yelp review to change it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> ooh. Uh, ooh, shots fired. Anyways, some of them could be weird, you know. It's like the food was great, the place was amazing, the service was so great and friendly, and I love the food and the drinks and the ambience is amazing. But I love the meatballs. Lo- the, the meatballs, I love the meatballs. But the parking was terrible. One star. It's like you know what I mean. What? What does the parking have to do with anything? That's how Yelp reviews are. Did I, did I have valet parking at the establishment? No. That's how right. that's how they are sometimes. That was our quick rant. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Let's go and uh talk about the NFC North and finish out the NFC. Just to let you know, also part of people. NFC West. Sorry, West. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I had that up there. Let's finish out the NFC West. Let's finish this out. By the way, part of people, just to inform you once again, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. And we're starting two shows a week because we are getting ready to support you for your draft. And we're giving you all the draft tips and the draft tactics. So next week, we're going to start two episodes a week. Why two look- episodes oh, a week? You look confused. <laughs> oh, a lot of BFB content coming out. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Roof. <laughs> Roof. I bite. I bite. <laughs> Want to see me bite? I bite. Yes, let's see you bite on this podcast. Um, so, so yeah, so you know, it's um, we're doing two episodes a week. We're gonna have those ready for you to give you as much fantasy advice as possible. Now, 
Let's just go and finish this off with the NFC West, and let's start off. What do you want to start off with? You could choose, though. You go ahead. All right, so let's start off with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, of course, your favorite. The number one Russian attack in football last year. Your season. favorite. Well, they continue rushing the, the and pounding the rock this season. They accumulated 2,560 rushing yards, which averaged 160 per game. There, there were second in attempts behind who? In rushing yards? Uh, in, in rushing attempts. Uh, behind right. who? The Giants? No. <laughs> the, the Ravens. Ah. Of course, the Ravens. Uh, all in all, them having the best rushing attack in football, right? The number one rushing attack, right? What did they rank in passing? Top five. 27. Wow. So, all you mean in all. stopping the, I'm getting confused. You mean no, stopping them or? No, no, no. Passing yards. Like offensive passing. Okay. Passing. So, the Ravens had the most rushing yards? No, the Ravens had the second most attempts in rushing. Okay. Seahawks, all in all, production-wise, they were the number one rushing uh, team. Okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. And as far as uh, in passing, passing the rock, air, they Mm -hmm. were number 27. You're talking about one of the worst teams in the passing yards. Right. All that said, where did Russell Wilson, Wilson ranked or ended up as a QB? Don't look. Don't cheat. <laughs> uh, you still ended up like uh, top four, no? Nah. Top four? I don't remember. With, I don't with, with having the 27th or like let's say the third worst passing uh, team in, in the in the league. I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't remember. Well, I, that's why I'm just giving you, uh, you know, a, a chance to guess. Yeah. So with all that said, he finished as the number nine QB. Okay. That's pretty impressive, no? It's all right. You're talking about the, the team with the 27th worst offense in Ru- passing. Russell Westbrook was o- Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson was always known to, you know, do a lot more damage on his legs than he was through the air. I mean, he could sling it, don't get me wrong, but through the <coughs> through the air is where he was killing it, you know? Yeah. I know, I know. Uh he where he adds value is definitely his running game. It's not the He's not like one of the best in, in, in as a QB in the running in the running game as a quarterback, but you know, I feel like his efficiency is there. You know, he still gets you touchdowns, and to end up as a QB nine is is pretty great. Uh, he's currently going as the tenth quarterback, which I feel, with all that said, there must there might be value on selecting him in the eighth round because. Mm-hmm. You cannot get worse than being the 27 in the passing game. Okay, all that said, I know they did lose a, a, a tremendous wide receiver, Doug Baldwin. So are you skeptical that they, they, they will improve in the passing game or you think uh, they'll remain the same or they'll get worse? I guess I said before, I said it before. I honestly really do believe that they're going to get better with the addition DK Metcalf. I think DK Metcalf. So you're really high on DK Metcalf. I'm not going to say really high. I just think I'm higher than other people are. Well, yeah, I, I know in the rookie draft shows you, right. you mentioned. I'm yeah. higher than other people are yeah. because of the fact it's not so much. He's basically one of those guys that doesn't so much have to be great route running, but his speed and his size that will keep off so many defenders. And he has good hands. And Russell Wilson could sling the ball that 
listen, he's he's, he's going to catch those passes. Tyre Lock is going to be the, you know, move the chains guy kind of in the shortest yardage, and he's going to be like the T.Y. Hilton in a sense, you know what I mean? Not to compare him to T.Y. Hilton, but T.Y. Hilton catches a lot of, like, deep passes, you know what I mean, between the T.Y. Hilton, the Jordan Nelsons, and, you know, the teams. They're going to catch those deep passes. So you're telling me that uh, Tyler Lockett's game has to evolve because, to me, he was the guy that was was getting those go-route passes, you know? He was getting those catches that are, that are like, 15, 20 yards, you know? I think D.K. Metcalf's going to get those, and Tyler Lockett's going to be more of a slot guy. All right. Uh, speaking of Tyler Lockett, you know what he ended up as? No. He ended me. up as a wide receiver 23. Oh, you don't even know when you're asking wait, me. Wait, 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 <laughs> you, know, you don't even know you're asking me. Oh, no, 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 like my, 15. no. He ended up as a wide receiver 16. Sorry about that. 16. Yeah, I, yeah. Said, I, I was like was, 23. I, I was like, wait, that is, I'm, I'm not convinced with that. I was like, wait a second. I, knew, I thought it was 15. It was 16. See? You know how many targets he had? He had like 115. 66 targets. Oh, yeah, he did. No, no, no. He was very low on them, but he had a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, his catch rate was, yeah, had, was third me. in the league with eighty one percent. So his efficiency with the catches, you know, the the attempts, it's is there. You know, he made it up. Well, it's like and, you said because of the fact that with 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 the, with the you know uh, fading out of of Doug Baldwin, him fading out, and then that that was like Russell Wilson's main guy, and he does. Russell Wilson is one of those guys that he does. I don't know if it's the name Russell, but he has to just like take over the whole team by himself in a sense. You know what I mean? Chris Carson ended up getting hurt. I think he's a very good running back, Chris Carson. You know, I think Rashad Penny was a waste of a pick there, and I still see him as a waste of a pick this year. Do not draft Rashad Penny in my mind. A handcuff worthy is the best I'll go with him. But besides Chris Carson running the ball, he really didn't have that much great of a help. Uh, Will Disley tore his ACL, and then he was out. So he didn't have a great supporting cast around him. Granted, Tyler Lockett did well fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise, he did well. But in real-life football, he didn't have that much around him. We both know that being good in fantasy doesn't mean exactly being good in real-life football, right? Yeah. No. So <clears throat> that's why. He just had so much to do on his own. And... um. I don't see a major difference this year with Russell Wilson with Russell Wilson stats with well I just see it improving a bit with DK Metcalf but besides that I don't I don't see a major change on that team I don't see you know for real life football or fantasy wise so, he, so he's going as a QB ten right now so that's pretty much uh, I, Ooh, I feel Russell like, Wilson yeah Russell Wilson nine no he's going as a QB ten right now he ended up as a QB nine. Mm-hmm. Unless it jumped up in the last two days. Um, oh, no, he dropped. He dropped, right? Yeah. So, uh, he now he dropped. Kyler Murray's going after him. Kyler Murray's going ahead of him. So, yeah. my <clears> question <throat> is would you select the Kyler Murray over uh, Russell Wilson? I wouldn't because, I, like I said, it, it's the same thing when it comes back to the Cam Newton kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's value is not the word I would go for for any of these guys around those, around like, you know, between anywhere between the like seventh. To the eighth and beginning of the ninth round, I wouldn't use the word value. I'll say safe as a safe pick. Russell Wilson, like to me, uh, I Ky- guess safe Ky- is a little more like relatable with what I'm trying to say. Value is yeah. not the word I'm using, like I said, because you could easily get a Philip Rivers two picks later and they're going to give you very similar numbers. Are they going to be better? Are they going to be worse? That's yet to be seen, but very similar nonetheless. And they cost you less money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like with any other product you buy. Like, all right, cool. This product cost me like $2 less. It's not as good as, you know what I mean, as this, but it's not as bad either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it might be perform- it probably outperform it, maybe. Maybe. And it, you might enjoy this product a little more. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 it's, it's, it's like that. So, anyways, um, 
you know, it's like, it's like I said with the cars. You know, a, a Kia is not as expensive as a Mercedes Benz, but I think you know, but a Kia could probably outlast a Mercedes Benz, possibly, mm-hmm. and it probably can't perform as well as Mercedes Benz. Yeah, but you probably got to give it some little TLC, <coughs> which in fantasy we cannot give TLC. No, no, but but no, 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 no. But you know what I'm saying? Though, like, I know, I know. I'm just joking. It was no, a joke. I get it. I just right. <clears throat> still sleepy. Oh, uh, so all in all, with that said, with Tyler Lockett, would you be looking for uh, to select? Tyler Lockett. He's looking, right now go, he's, looking he's, to select him. No, he's going in, in the middle of the fifth round right now as a wide receiver. Twenty. Looking to select him. No. Would I say don't select him? No, either. You know what I mean. I, mean, I would select him if given, depending on how my team is going, and depending, you know, like I, I would select him as a wide receiver too, not as my wide receiver one. You think uh, his touchdowns is going to digress? He had ten touchdowns last season. I, I I think with the emergence of DK Metcalf, it would digress. I, I I definitely do think that. Like I said, I am higher on DK Metcalf than I am than most people are. I mean, listen, I could be wrong. Well, there, there's going to be eight, about eighty targets up for grabs now that uh, Doug Baldwin is out the the picture for the Seattle Seahawks. So someone has to grab them. It's either going to be, you know, we don't know the offensive scheme they're going to run. You know, they did have the best off uh, running attack last season. So is the targets going to come from behind the you know, behind the line by with a running back, or is it going to be a, you know, what do you think it might happen where Tyler Lockett is going to be the one that moves the chain, or is it a DK Metcalf is going to replace the Tyler Lockett role and then get those go routes? But see, there's there's a couple of people there in that fifth round too that I would take over Tyler Lockett. Like I wait a little bit for. So like Tyler Lockett is right now going five point six, uh, six picks in the fifth round. I would take somebody like Jarvis Landry who's going another pick after him. I would take DJ Moore over him. I would take Tariq Cohen over him. So, like, those are the other people. So, like, Tariq Cohen's going, like, the end of the fifth round. I would take Tariq Cohen over Mike Tyler Williams? Lockett. Mike Williams. No. You want to select Mike Williams? No. Over Tyler Lockett, no. All right. That's uh, – I would – right now, from what we're seeing from these rankings on fantasyfootballcalculator.com, which I recommend for you guys to go on, I would definitely take Jarvis Landry and DJ Moore and Tariq Cohen over Tyler Lockett. <clears throat> Interesting. So, like I said – you know, looking for him? No. Am I ignoring him? No. All right. You know what I mean? All right. So with the running backs, um, you mentioned, you talked a little bit about the running backs. Chris Carson, you know, he's going he's going down as the RB26 going into fifth round as well. Mm-hmm. He had a tremendous season, you know. You're talking about 1,151 yards, average 4.7 per rush attempts, nine touchdowns, had 20 receptions. 162 yards within 24 targets. Uh, you mentioned Rashad Penny. He's going as the RB36 right now in the beginning of the seventh round. Last season, you know, he was hurt, but he did still, he still was productive. You know, 85 rushing attempts with 419 yards. He had two touchdowns with it, and he was averaging 4.9 per rushing attempt. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, you know. Um, I like Chris Carson. You like Chris Carson? I like Chris Carson. I like Chris Carson. I think he, I think talent wise, he's very very good. Um, I selected him last year as my RB one when I went with a no RB with a zero RB approach. So I, I really do like Chris Carson overall. Uh, I do like Chris Carson. You know, uh, unless you know, I like him. If you feel like Rashad Penny is not going to be taking the realm, although he and you know he was drafted as a third round pick, you know, mm-hmm. last season. Uh, if you feel like he's not going to be the one that's going to take over the rock, uh, 
I'll say go with Chris Carson. I it, it, what I find kind of troubling is how close they are in the in the ADP rankings. You know, you're talking about Chris Carson going RB twenty six, and Rashad Penny is only like six six running backs, uh, seven running backs. Rashad Penny sucks. Don't take him. Right. Well, you know, it's to nah. me to me it's just like it seems like there's other people that are high on Rashad Penny. I'm and of course know you know why. this is a this, you're talking about the best running uh, running team in the league. So there's pl- has a lot to do with Russell Wilson. And I, I feel like it also has to be with uh, the the amount of touches they're gonna get. You know, I, I they're, they're both gonna get uh, a good amount of touches. You know, just to put this out there, like so, this was a stat I had from last year. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna update these stats, including this year's. Right. Mm-hmm. So last summer, when I was giving out advice about draft tactics, right. So this is what this is one reason why I said why I took Chris Carson as my RB uh, one at the time, right. Yeah. Uh, I ended up also getting Agent Peterson later, and he did decently well enough for a while. I had Washington Lynch as my RB two, but whatever. This one I went with uh, with uh, a zero RB approach, right? Oh, and Royce Freeman, I took. I thought that was going to be good, but not. He ended up not being good. Anyways, this is what I did. I said that last year. I said one of one of my advices was don't panic if you don't get an RB early, right? So it's about not getting an RB early by Chris Carson. So this this this, this is last summer. I'm going to update these stats. But last summer I said that yes, of course, there's a lot more wide receivers and running backs. No denying that. But last year, which is I guess then now 2017, 2017, yeah, 46 wide receivers averaged 10 fantasy points per game. 28 of them averaged 12 fantasy points per game. 32 running backs. Average 10 fantasy points per game and 21 of them average 12. So I get it. You get 21, you get 28 um, wide receivers who average 12 points per game, but there was 21 running backs that also averaged 12 points per game. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's, I like just that's, seven, metrics. It's, it's, that's, that's fantasy saber metrics right there. That's Beautiful. Seven people. That's seven. You know, like like the only seven more wide receivers that average twelve points per game and running backs. So there's still always going to be a good number of running backs to get. I know this year with the ADPs, the way they're going, the way that the first round is set up, most of the star running backs are going in the first six picks. Yeah, but it's just don't panic if you don't get one. You know, now it's a little bit different because I guess Rashad Penny's moving up in the ranks, even though I think he sucks. But there are later RBs to get, like a Chris Carson that you can get later on. You know what I mean? And uh, could still give you a decent amount of fantasy points. You get like in the fourth to the fifth. You know, you get Philip Lindsay in the fourth. You get Chris Carson in the fifth. You get you know uh, Tariq Cohen at the end of the fifth. There's still some decent running backs to get later on. All right, cool. Uh, are, are you looking at any tight ends for Seattle? Will, Will Disley died last year, so we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? In fantasy, no. not in real life. Okay, guys. No, no, no. All right, so don't. Don't take that to heart, BFAs. Uh, let's go over the, the season real quick because we still got more grounds to cover. So Okay, we're going over the season. You got the spreadsheet up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it? Nice, you see? You're welcome. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> season. <laughs> All right, the season. All right, so they played the Niners twice. They're going to win both. I got them splitting. You know what? Fair enough. I got them splitting it too. They faced the Rams twice. Losing. I got them splitting. They faced the Cardinals twice. Winning. I got them splitting. You know what? Fair enough. I got them splitting too. All right. Saints at home. Losing. I got them winning. Buccaneers at home. Winning. I got them winning as well. Vikings at home. Losing. They're losing that game. 
Bengals at home. Winning. They're winning. Ravens at home. Winning. I have them losing that game. Huh. Yes. Seahawks. I mean, Falcons losing. Losing. Panthers winning. A loss. Eagles. A loss. Losing. Steelers. They went. Lose. Browns. Lose. Lose. I have them eight and eight. I have them one, two, three, four, five, six. I have a seven. Seven and nine? Seven and nine. Oof. So you're not high on the Seattle Seahawks. They made the playoffs last season. So? Okay. All right. Next, let's let's get over this team real quick. Let's get over the Rams. Let's just get over the Rams real quick. Damn, I, I thought the Rams should have been like the last. All right, no, because what what are you going to really talk about in the Rams? Let's be real. Like 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 Todd Gurley, of course, is slipping down because of his his, his arthritic knee thing. You know what I mean? All right. So the Rams, uh, where did they rank in Russian last season? We should have went over the Cardinals first. We're going over the Rams. Let's go back. Cardinals. We, all right, so let's go with Cardinals. Because Cardinals is, I think, it's an easier thing to go over. <laughs> right. Cardinals. Where did they rank last season in passing and rushing? <laughs> to almost dead last, I would say. Dead. Yeah. Last. That's dead what last. I wrote down. I wrote down dead last. Those exact words. Famous <laughs> last words. All right. And all that said, Kyler Murray. Is going as the QB nine. I know he's going a over, rookie over Russell Wilson at the moment as the QB nine. Will you be touching no. Kyler Murray? No, 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 he, no. You you don't no. think he's a prolific player? Maybe that is, is definitely going to make it up on the ground, Maybe. just like Russell Wilson. Maybe. You know, you're talking about added element that he's added, and it's the running game, which uh, maybe Josh Rosen or none of those quarterbacks had in the Cardinals for quite a long time. I don't. Since the entire career of Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald is finally going to play with a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> He's had good quarterbacks in the past. Chris Car, uh, agent Chris Carson. All right, he did win a, a, a Chris Carson. Uh, Chris Kurt, uh, uh, Palmer, Carson Palmer. Sorry Carson Palmer. Carson, Carson Palmer. Uh, Chris Carson. Carson Palmer. You uh-huh, see uh-huh, how uh-huh. I messed up, right? And uh, who, who else he played with? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah, and he won it with Kurt Warner, right? Well, he went. No, he didn't win it. He went to the championship. Oh, he didn't win it with Kurt Steelers Warner? Warner. Steelers won it, didn't they? Am I wrong? No, Kurt Warner won it with the Cardinals. We'll find out. All right, just look it up. All that said, Kyler Murray is going in the eighth round as the QB nine. Uh, I think it's a little. I think he's going overvalued. You know, it's more of the hype. Uh, I don't like to select quarterbacks. You know, like obviously you saw. Not the Steelers won that. They did. Yeah, oh, they won that. I knew it was so right. He yeah. hasn't won it. He. I thought he won a championship. He probably won it with a different team. All right. No, he's always played for the Arizona Cardinals. Where, what are you talking about? I don't know. Go All on. Right. Um, I, I think Kyler Murray is being overvalued. Yeah, no, no. He played for the Giants, too. What are you talking Who? about? Yeah, Kurt Warner. I know. No, but I'm talking about Larry Fitzgerald, the only player. Oh, Larry for, Fitzgerald, we know. I'm Kurt talking about Warner Kurt, with the, Kurt Warner won it with the Rams, bro. I thought, I thought you said that Kurt Warner won, I thought you said Kurt Warner won it with the Cardinals. Yeah, I think he did. Anyways, go on. We're off topic. Go ahead. Uh, we look that up later, but I think he Kyler Murray is a little overvalued. You know, if you f- if you believe just it'll be another repeat of of uh, Baker Mayfield like last season because ba- Baker Mayfield p- played pretty good. You know, once he started playing, you know, and they changed the uh, coach. They fired Hugh Jackson, right? Uh, then you know, I guess you could you know you could make some argument of picking him as a QB nine, but I won't do that. Uh 
Moving on, so you won't be picking Kyler Murray. There is nothing you, you could want. say that could convince me to take Kyler Murray over other quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Jimmy Garoppolo even. There is nothing you could say that convinced me to take Kyler Murray. I don't know about Jimmy Garoppolo. I will take Jimmy he, Garoppolo over him. Because he hasn't played a full season yet. I will take Jimmy Garoppolo over him. Last season he got hurt. Let's, I will take Jimmy Garoppolo over him. All right, cool. There's nothing you can tell me that's going to convince me to take Kyler Murray over any of those guys. I, I, remind me this, this, you know, this comparison of you picking Jimmy Garoppolo over Kyler Murray. I might want to do a bet on that. I'm not doing it yet, but I have an Don't get too cocky, my boy. Feeling that Kyler Murray might outproduce Jimmy G. He might. I wouldn't be surprised, right. but I'm not taking him over Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Jared right. Goff. I would take him over James Winston. I would take him over Dak Prescott. I would take him over Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. But you know, yeah. like Jimmy G's, uh, he hangs out with too much Brazzers uh, models. You know. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so moving on. They, what's more impressive, right? When I was looking at the researchers here, right? Like you're talking about a team that had the worst offensive line in history. With the worst offense in you know in the league of last season, mm-hmm. David Johnson. Mm-hmm. With all that said, ended up running back ten, running back nine, bro. Nine, excuse me, As Joe, Joe Mixon was nine 10. with the worst offense in the league. Joe Mixon was ten. You know, with that said, two hundred fifty in two hundred fifty eight attempts, he had nine hundred and forty yards. All right, his uh, efficiency per rushing attempt is three point six. He still gave you seven touchdowns. He has 76 targets, which make, made up for all, all of that, with 50 receptions, 446 yards, and three TDs. He ended up as an RB9. He's currently going as the RB5. And I think he, you know, with Kyler Murray, that with, with that extra dimension that he's going to add with the running game, is definitely going to open it up for David Johnson. And David Johnson could be an RB3, top three running back. You are wilding. <laughs> I'm wilding? You are wilding. You're nuts. Hot take. You're nuts. Top three? He could end up as your top three running back. Listen, he ended up as a RB9 with the worst <sighs> offense in the league. RB9. Get, That's so impressive. Get out of my house. <laughs> he ended up as... It, all right, that, all right, it, all right. it, it speaks volume of his... Who are the only two running backs that might do better than him? Then, hey, listen, Barkley's Barkley's is not going to have the best. The, oh, the that's not, I'm not asking you about what Barkley's going to do. I'm asking you who are the two running backs are going to do better than him. You feel they're going to do better than him? Yeah, it'll be Ezekiel, mm. and and if anything, CMC. All right, so he's going to do better than Alvin Kamara. There's a possible chance. Okay, you're wild. There's a possible chance. Get out of my house. He's going to get, listen, he's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's not going to be a top three RB. All right, let's say top five where he's ending. Top 10. I don't know about top five. He ends at top five. I don't know about top Top five. five, I don't know about top five. You say he's top 10? He's going to, with having Kyler Murray, you think he's You act like Kyler Murray's like God's gift to football, like he's a savior to everything. He's a rookie at the end of the day. He's an undersized rookie. Who got who wanted to be a baseball player to begin with? Played one year of football and then came out as the number one overall pick for some reason by a rookie coach that loved him. 
He was a baseball player before this. The guy is up to my waist size and height. We don't what know. He's tall, Andy's taller than him, right? We don't. Andy's about Andy's height, not for nothing. <laughs> we don't know what he's going to do. You act like this has changed. That offensive line still sucks. That defense still sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, we don't know how Kyler Murray is going to really do yet. You, you, you can't say, like I said, it was a rookie coach. From college. So he hasn't coached in the NFL yet. The main reason that he went number one overall to the Cardinals, even though they say they moved up last year to get Josh Rosen. The main reason they still spent another first round pick, not even a first round pick, a number one overall pick on Kyler Murray is because this rookie college coach loved him and took over. Now, the game of football has changed to a bit. Like in basketball, it has changed tremendously. Tremendously, the game of basketball has changed. In football, too, because now you have all these quarterbacks. tremendously, but it has changed in a way. It has definitely changed. Not tremendously. Nowadays, it is. it does pay to have a mobile quarterback. It does pay off. Pays now, volumes. Well, pays dividends. I guarantee you, Tom Take it to the bank. Tom Brady and the Patriots will tell you a lot different. But Damn, it got me. But it does it is it, it does pay to have a mobile quarterback like guys like Carson Wentz, guys like Patrick Mahomes. It does pay to have that. Now, like I said, you're totally disrespecting the general consensus of every fantasy player that plays in this in, in fantasy football. What do you mean? They're selected right now, David Johnson is going as an RB five. So the general consensus is that he's the RB five. Doesn't mean he's five overall. He's RB5. Doesn't mean he's fifth overall. He's sixth overall. Do you only going to be selected? And running back, not overall. Overall. And yeah, one six. The, the only one they're going to be selecting over him, which wide receiver will be, was, is Hopkins. Unless you're going to go Devontae Adams over him. You, you, you would take David Johnson over Le'Veon Bell? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're wild. Oh, yeah. You're wild. I got, the, I got Le'Veon Bell in one of my leagues. So you are. Wilding, my friend. I'm wilding in the island. The point is this. The point is this. The point is this. The only reason David Johnson is even going remotely that high is the fact that David Johnson is still a talent. The only reason that David Johnson will still remotely possibly be a top 10 because David Johnson is still a talent. This is a guy that can still give you possibly out of nowhere a thousand yards catching and a thousand yards rushing. The thing is this. Yes. Yes. You cannot tell me because Kyler Murray is a you could you could assume it. You could predict it like most of what fantasy is. But because of the fact the guy's a rookie, drafted mainly by a rookie coach, is the fact that why you cannot make me feel comfortable saying that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, know, I understand. But, you know, David Johnson did end up as an RB1 just a couple of years ago in 2016. Yeah, then he freaking got every injury known possible to man with his wrist and his and his knee, and he got beat up. And it could happen again, and it could definitely happen again. Listen, last year a lot of people wanted to take him number one overall. Where did that go for him? You know how many frustrated David Johnson I, I, owners I, I, was. You know, you know I, how I, many I, David I like, Johnson owners went bald after drafting him, pulling their hair from stress week in week out. He ended up as an RB nine. But it it, been worse. when you take a number, you know, you know, number one overall it pick, been, it could have been worse. It, it could have selected Le'Veon Bell, who, who didn't play not, nada. Le'Veon you know. Bell killed you in the beginning. It killed you like, knowing no, he wasn't playing, but you knew you weren't playing him. David Johnson was one of those people, please, you're, I'm playing you. Give me something last year. And it was tough to trust. 
When you're spending like a number one overall pick, you're scared. You know what I mean? He was going top four last year. Yeah, he was. And he ended up as an RB9. And That's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not what you pay the top four for. Anyways. You know who was the starting quarterback, right, in 2016 for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, Sam Bradford. Uh, Drew Stanton. Stan Bradford. No, that's 2017. Oh. 2016. Doesn't matter. No, it wasn't Drew Stanton. It was still Carson Palmer. Sam Bradford was with the Vikings. What are you talking about? Last, no, season. Still, it was last still, season was Sam Bradford. No, no, it was still Carson Palmer. No, nah, he was like hurt, I think. It was Drew Stanton, bro. Anyways, the point is this. The point is, it's still you're still wild for saying he's a top three. And, and Kyler Murray is becoming way overrated for me. Until I see something to prove me wrong. I don't. I haven't seen enough yet or heard enough yet to prove me wrong at all. Uh, it was uh, Carson Palmer. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to be better than him. Life is Gerald. Still life is Gerald. Uh, where is he going overall? Um, Larry Fitzgerald is going as the wide receiver 36 in the eighth round. He ended, oh, I love him there. Yeah. You know he ended up as a wide receiver 25. I love him there. I, I, I love him there. I love him there. Larry Fitzgerald, I love there. You love him there? At the eighth round? Yeah. Yeah. And he ended with a bad offense, a uh, horrible offense, he ended up as the wide receiver 25. So you're definitely getting some value. He is aging, but in PPR, there's definitely value. Well, we also have the emergence. He's going to be moving the chain. You, know? you have the emergence also of Christian Kirk. You have the emergence also of, uh, you know, uh, what's the other guy? Hakeem Butler, right? Christian Kirk is going in the seventh round. Basically put this way. Life is Gerald at the eighth round's not going to kill you. You're picking him to be on your bench more than likely. You know what I mean? It's not going to kill you to have him there. Just flex, most likely. Flex or bench player, right? And yeah. um, then with all the other wide receivers going out there, it's they're not going to cost you anything. It's not bad to take a uh, dart or dart throw on any of those uh, wide receivers from the Cardinals. It's really not. It's it's not bad to take any of them. I think Christian Kirk is a good uh, pick too. He's going in the seventh round. I'm just saying, any of those wide receivers yeah. outside of Larry Fitzgerald is not bad. Yeah, because last year, last year he had 43 receptions with 590 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's not a bad pick at all. It's not so, bad. Uh, you're not. It's not going to cost you anything. So I guess that it's not one of these things. I'm not saying to go target, but don't ignore them either. Let's go over their schedule because we still got a lot to cover. Uh, are you going to select Sil Jones, the tight end? Who? Yeah, no. He, he, number 29. Yeah, no, tight end. I'm good. I'm good. Of last no. season. Nope, I'm good. All right, Seahawks split. Uh, yeah, Seahawks split. Yep. With the Rams. Losing both. They get swept by the Rams. With the Niners. Split. I got a split. Falcons at home. Lose. Lose. Panthers at home. Lose. Lose. Lions at home. Lose. Lose. Steelers at home. Lose. Oh, Lose. Oh, hold on. Okay, Lose. Browns at home. Lose. Win. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Saints. Lose. Away. Lose. Bucks. Win. Lose. Giants. Lose. <laughs> Lose. Bengals. Lose. They won that game. Ravens. Win. Nah, they're losing that game. I say win. Ooh. They're going to beat the I Ravens. 4 and 12. I got them 4 and 12 as well. Damn. They're going to suck. Sorry, Cardinals fans. All right. Uh, 49ers. All right, so the 49ers. What, what do you like about the 49ers? Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, listen. All George in, Kittle. All in all, right, with not having Jimmy G uh, as their starting quarterback for most of the season, they did not do that bad 
offensively. They ranked 15 in, in passing and 13 in rushing with only having Jimmy G play three games. And they were playing with backup, backups, quarterbacks, you know. Uh, Jimmy G, I'm not going to be – I know you, you say you're going to select him. I'm not looking in, in, into selecting him. Uh, a guy that I'm definitely going to go after is definitely George Kittle. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not going to definitely go after George Kittle, but oh, George Kittle. I'm going ham. I'm going to take Kittle. him just out of spite. Um, George Kittle's a beast. I mean, obviously, but you know what you're paying for him. You know, you're paying a high price for his tight end. I'm not. You, you, you know what he ended up as a wide receiver? Huh? Rank, let's say we rank him as a wide receiver. Let's just put him at, in that position Seven. as a wide receiver. 13. Close enough. 13 at the end of the third round. That's not. That's That's pretty good. You know, you're talking about somebody that's outside the wide receiver. No, one. no, no. I, I, I get it. But the point is, is that even though he ranks as like another wide receiver, you still have wide receiver slots to fill week in, week out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not too crazy when people look at it that way. Like, oh, I look at, you know, when people have Gronk and they pay early, it's like, all right, cool. It's all right. I use Gronk as like another, it's like another wide receiver for me. Right. But you still got to fill in those, you know, it's, it's like, all right. I'd rather fill the two wide receiver slots with wide receivers than get to give me like 15 to 18 points a game or 20. You know what I mean? Anywhere between 15 and 20 points a game rather than having and then have a tight end that'll give me like 10. This, rather t- than this tight end is not giving you 10 points. He ended up overall. No, 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 overall, no, he ended up no. as a wide receiver. Overall, he, he ended up as 23rd in, in, in points. First of all, yeah. first of all, a little disrespected that you think that I would even consider that George Kittle would give you 10 points a game. Okay. So you know I didn't mean that. All right. What I'm saying is. Well, th- we're talking about George Kittle and you said tight end. So I said, because I said, I'd rather have two wide receivers that give me 15, 20 points a game with a tight end that will give me more or less about 10. So you look at it about that odds, let's put it about like 17, that's 34, then 10, that's 44. Instead of having a wide receiver that gives you. 17, George Kittle that gives you 17, then having another wide receiver that gives you nothing. All right. So what are the chances of having of pay, uh picking up a tight end in the later rounds and they're they're they becoming a boom? Like or you know, like it's an not, but what, what are the chances of having an outbreak uh performance by a tight end for the season than with a wide receiver? What are which one is there a higher probability of catching a wide receiver lightning in the bottle? Wide receiver. Right, correct. So why not? Why would, not go but, for the sure shot? What look because last the, season. Sorry about. I'm I'm interrupting you, but let me just finish my point. Last season, one thing we all that's that we always said, you know, and talked about is like uh, tight ends have died. Like as far as uh, the waiver wire, there's no tight ends that you could select. The only tight ends is the ones that got selected early, or you were lucky and got like a George Kittle. Those are the only tight ends. As far as wide receivers, there's always a chance to get them in the waiver wire. So why not secure yourself with one of the top three tight ends? Because you know there's a tremendous drop-off after like the third tight end as far as points is concerned. Why not secure yourself there? Because you know, you know just as well as I do, a very, very big thing when it comes to drafting and a very big thing in fantasy football, a very big thing in any team, in any basketball team, in any football team, any competing championship team, a very big thing is depth. And even though you have a chance off the waiver wire, the thing is you want to try to build as much safe depth as possible. And if you're picking, using a third-round pick, 
And if you don't, if you don't get an Ertz, a Kittle, or a Kelsey, all your tight ends for the most part are gonna probably do the same. For the most part, you're, but, l- you're lucky if they get eight points, huh? You'll be lucky if they get eight points. No, because uh, OJ Howard was giving you more than eight points. Oh, Eric well, Ebron OJ. was giving you more than eight points. If he doesn't you get know, injured, OJ Howard. But I'm just saying though, there were there were still a couple of tight ends that were like serviceable. Like you know what I mean. Like the point is, you you don't expect much from your tight ends. You expect from your wide receivers to perform, and you need depth for the most part. Like you know, when you draft a tight end, you draft one tight end and you're done. Doesn't matter where you, what round you take them in. You're pretty much for the most part done. But like let's say you could you could also select the tight end high in the rounds and then strike gold picking like let's say for example a Robbie Anderson no, no, this no. season. You're, and Robbie Anderson had a tremendous like last few games who could have probably won some probably won some games for some uh, fantasy playoff owners. You're, uh, so like I feel like with tight ends is like you have to get them when there's a chance. Your theory, I get it, understand okay. it, but I have a different opinion about it because I feel like that I rather build up a lot of depth. I rather have more trade value. You you know what I mean? I rather have more of more bodies on my team than to put more money into just getting one tight end. You know what I mean? That's like that that that's like you're putting your money to improve mainly on one position instead of the whole team in general. I'm a uh, argue this to the death. That's fine. We're gonna. That's it. Like this. This uh, episode is just. Gonna, we're gonna be talking about this over and over right now. No, no. <laughs> all right. All right. We got it. Right. I get your point. You got my point. I get Let's it. move on. So George Kittle is he a player you're gonna be looking forward to? Uh, like you know, selecting depends no. how my draft goes. Depending on how your first two picks go, right? My first, yeah, because he's going in the third round. Depends on my first two picks go. All right. Uh, Tevin Coleman is he a, a player that you're looking into getting? Nope. No. Not looking to get any of the running backs. All right, it's too many. He's going. He's ranking as an RB twenty nine. Yeah, and he finished as an RB eighteen. I'm last good. Season. Yeah, well, because Devontae Freeman was out for the whole yeah. year. Is not. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You good? You got. You got. You know what? Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breida. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm staying away from that. But you know what? I don't know if the fantasy, uh, as far as his fantasy points uh, performance was deceiving. If you look at his like raw numbers, stats wise, you know, in 167 rushing attempts, he had 800 yards, which. Uh, Accumulates to four point eight per rush. That's pretty good. It's not that good. Four point eight per rush attempts. Yeah, it's okay. Come on, man. Yeah, You're just saying okay. that right now. And he had thirty two receptions. You know, and with five touchdowns, and, and he had four rushing touchdowns as well. Uh, one big concern, of course, is the depth. The the depth in that uh in that team. Depth. Depth. <laughs> I'm so depth. All right, the depth in that team, and. You know, you're looking at a Tevin Coleman, Jerick McKinnon. He's a guy I'm not probably going to be touching. I think he's a buyer beware, you know. Uh, you know, he struck, you know, he he, he had a good, uh, you know, he had a good season with the Vikings. Not mm-hmm. great. Right. The Niners overpaid for him. I do have oh, him yeah. in my dynasty league, so I'm hoping for the better. But in redraft, he's a player that I'm not going to be looking to get. No, nah, I'm not. You know, he's going to the 10th round, so... You know, he's right now being ranked as an RB45. Uh, Matt Breida. That, now, that's a player I'll definitely try to cuff nope. you know, or, you know, select if I do end up getting uh, a Tevin Coleman. 
You know, he ended up as an RB26, and he's going as an RB56 No, no, right no, 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 no. He did, he did really good. Matt Breida was one of the steals last year of the drafts. You know, like, he was a big steal. Like, I remember I – who did I take last year, Diggy, that he was going to take over for him? Like, oh, Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris, yeah. All right. Alfred Morris, who I drafted last year, which I thought – I took him as in a keep around. I thought it was going to be a sneaky play to take because I thought he was going to be the guy to take over. <clears throat> yeah, 100% wrong on that. But it's just too much of a committee. Too many people that could take over. I I'd rather it, it, stay away. But you're getting him for free in the thir- 13th round, right? You know, no, no, you're no, talking no. about yeah. a player last season who. Oh, and you also had the other guy, 14 yards, Raheem Mostart. You got him Ma- too. Raheem must start. Mostart. No, he must start. Sure, must. Start. Uh, all in all, he per attempt he was giving you 5.3 rushing yards. That's pretty impressive. No, he, he was good, Matt Breida. I liked him a lot, but you know, like I said, it's, it's even if he continues to do good. They have other mouths to feed there. Yeah, but you get him for free. I think I get it's, it. it's, it's, it's worth a shot. No, no, I get, get it. I get free, it. You know? I get it. It's just, I just, once again, I, it's not one of those things that I'm targeting. Yeah. No, but okay. I get it. But you're right. You're right, though. You know, 13 um, round, you get a player like that, you know, who ended as, finished as an RB26. Yeah. You're talking no. about like an RB3, a flex player, but you, you know? But I, you can't, yeah, I, I get it. You know, you know, you're right. Yeah, no, I hear it. But I just says it's not somebody I'm going to be looking for. But if he's there at that, he's there at that. Uh... Wide receiver thing to me is a little bit tricky. I don't know if you take a Marquise Goodwin over a Dante Pettis. Mark, well, uh, Marquise Goodwin, he's going in the 14 rounds. So Who's that rookie uh, they drafted again? Uh, Debo. Debo. Yeah, Debo no. Samuel from yeah, South no. Carolina. Yeah. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel, South Carolina, his stat, his numbers uh, in, in his collegiate career last season, he had 62 receptions, 882 yards. And he pretty much averaged uh, 14.2. Still not crazy about it. 11 touchdowns. Marquise Goodwin, you know, if you like him, you're talking about a guy that's a smoker, you know, kills you on the go routes. He ended up as a wide receiver 29 in in 2017. He does have some rapport with Jimmy G, you know. Uh, His target share of that season was 12%. You know, in the 14th round, he's pretty much, you know, uh, you know, he's getting him for free. And then Dante Pettis. Nah, yeah, I like Dante Pettis. He's my favorite one of the, out of the group, out of the trio. To be honest, he's my favorite one out of the trio. All right, and, you know the last five games he played, he ended as a wide receiver eight. And if you select him in the sixth round, I feel you're getting a bargain. All right, let's go over the schedule. All right, the Niners. Well, we already know with the Seahawks split. I got them. I got them losing against the Rams. I got them splitting with the Cardinals. I'm agreeing with every sense of the words. Yeah, we already went through them. All right, Falcons home. Uh, lose. They lose. Panthers at home. Lose. Uh, lose. Uh, Pankers, uh, p- Pankers. Pankers. Wow. Pa- Packers. The, lose. the Packers lose. Steelers lose. Win. Browns lose. Lose. At win. Uh, all right, go ahead. Uh, Saints lose. Away. Lose. Bucks win. They win away. Redskins. Actually, no, lose. All right. Redskins lose. Win. I got them losing. The Bengals away. Win. win. Ravens lose. I got them losing. I got them five eleven. I also have them at no. Wait, yeah, I have them five eleven. Right, the last team now, the Rams. All right, uh, like I said, there's not best much, for last. Yeah, but there's not so much to say there, especially if we don't have time to say it there. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're, you know, it, it, the, the biggest question mark to me is when and where to take Gurley. That's always the biggest. That's gonna be the biggest question mark about about what the Rams when and where to take him. I mean, at the end of the day, as much as he's having these knee problems and he's had these other running backs, and you're thinking about the stuff like this. At the end of the day, Todd Gurley's a beast, and he's falling to the second round. 
Second round. Not for nothing, man. Second round is definitely something I would take Todd Gurley in. If if you do select Todd Gurley in the second round, you have to. You have to go after Darrell Henderson. Yeah, Darrell Henderson. Darrell Henderson is going at the end of the sixth. You know, a a kid that played in Memphis was selected in the third round. This kid could play. I'm talking about this kid could play. The last season for Memphis, he had 1,900 yards on the ground with 22 rushing touchdowns. This kid could play. So if you're definitely going to be uh, interested in entertaining the fact of getting Todd Gurley, who was the runner, number one running back, number one fantasy player, right. you definitely got to go after Darrell Henderson. Yeah, but you know, but Todd Gurley going into the second round, that's still just a lot of value there, I think. I think it, it, it's potential. I mean, I get it with his knee thing, but, I mean, it's Todd Gurley, for Christ's sakes. I mean, really – yeah, no. And well, and also another player, Jared Goff, he's he's going at as a QB 12. You yeah, know, he's going he, late. He's he ended, to get him. He ended as a QB 7. And if you look at the last 7 games he played, he was a QB 17. He had a dent a horrible last 4 games he played. Um, you know, with Detroit, the Bears, Philly, and Arizona, which made him drop. So if you feel like, you know, uh he's going to have a bounce back after that, especially if you believe in the coach uh, you know, selecting him in the ninth round, you're probably getting a bargain for a kid that could be in the top six as a quarterback. Uh, wide receiver wise, honestly, not for nothing, all of them draftable, very draftable. The one I'm going after is definitely going to be Cooper Cup, and all of them are very. It, draftable. It, if you look at his stats, he was he ended he was averaging 16.9 fantasy points per game before he got hurt, and he he was shut down for the season. Let's just go over there. Uh, stats real quick. I mean, the the, the, the schedule. All right. But basically, we agree. Draft any of the Rams wide receivers. I'm going for Cup. If you're taking, if Cup's your favorite, yeah, but you could draft them all. You could take, you could take Cooks, and you could take uh, Woods. It's fine. Uh, take um, Todd Gurley with a handcuff, and Golf is very serviceable. So uh, Seahawks uh, split, split, and they they sweep the Cardinals. Okay, Sa- Saints at home. Hold on one second. Uh, wait, did you split with the Seahawks or Rams? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I have a win in both, bro. You do? All right. Well, that's you. And I got them splitting with the Niners and sweeping the Cardinals. Hold on. Winning both. Whoopsies. And I have the Niners. Where did I have the Niners? I have them losing both. Yeah. Well, you have the Rams winning, beating the Niners, uh, the Niners, right? Yeah. All right. All right, cool. So, go on. Saints home. Uh, they lose. That's the rematch. Lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buccaneers home. Win. win. Bears home. Win. Win. That's a rematch, too. They got that horrible game there. Uh, Bengals home. Win. I got them winning. Ravens at home. Win. I got them winning. Falcons away. Win. Win. Panthers away. Win. Win. Cowboys away. Win. Win. Steelers away. Win. Win. Browns. I got them losing. I got them 10 and 2. 10 and 2? No. That's not right. No, 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 no. no. Sorry. Only I'm losing two games. I have them 14 and 2. I got them 14 and 2. I got them 12 and 4. All right. Uh, all right, party people. That's all the show that we have here for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, here to the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Uh, two a week, two a week, two a week. We're gonna start doing two a week every week now to get you ready for your draft. And then when the season starts, we both still continue to do it two a week, maybe even three. Who knows? We'll see. Now with our own little home studio, we'll probably do it more. Right, Mark Teddy? Yep. Peace. All right, party people. Success nonetheless. Bye bye, BFA. Peace, party people.